0: Hello, this is Dustin Dubuque here for another episode of the Downtown Manon Podcast. Again, welcoming my assistant co-host, uh, Jeff Frawley. Again, Becca is out for this podcast, so welcome back,
1: Jeff. Thanks for having me, Dustin. Glad to be here on my second downtown menominee
0: yeah. podcast yeah last uh, last episode was super fun talking to chief eric atkinson we got to know about him we talked plenty game of thrones that's that's where the end of the conversation went so it was definitely a
1: direction i didn't see the conversation, <laughs> conversation with the chief of police going but it was entertaining it
0: definitely went that way um quick plug for downtown menominee again our organization downtown menominee inc um is the uh, proprietor of this podcast on july 22nd from 11 to 8 o'clock is Ladies Night Out, an event that we put on in Menominee every single uh, three times a year. Every year, um, so this is the second one to come on downtown. There's about 25 different businesses participating where you can get specials, drink specials, come and shop, and uh, you know, really it's just a day to support downtown. Considering I'm sitting next to a downtown business owner and we have another downtown business owner as a guest today, so. Um, coming downtown and supporting locals is always a good thing. So, again, that's July 22nd, um, 11 to 8 o'clock.
1: Yeah, it's so- going to be a great night. It's fun. The last ladies' night out was really fun. We had a good turnout. A lot of people. I think this one being the middle of summer, going to be nice, warm weather. Great time to come down, go shopping, go down to Zymergy afterwards and grab a beer, grab some food. It's, it's always be a good a fun night.
0: time. Yeah. So, I mean, going down to Zymergy is where we're going to be talking today. We are here with John Christensen, the head brewer and owner of Zymergy Brewing Company. Hello. Welcome, sir. Thanks for having me. How yeah? are you? We're doing well. I mean, we were just talking off mic that we're a little upset with uh, John. He didn't bring <laughs> any beer poster drink during I did during not, this. no. So... Uh, I feel
1: that this is your fault Dustin for <laughs> scheduling this at 10 o'clock in the morning <laughs> yeah. when we're interviewing the owner of a brewery, <laughs> brewery. this should be later in the afternoon or evening so instead of a, a water coffee from you in front instead of, me, of bringing a beer. a beer <laughs> <But> <laughs> it is,
0: it's Wisconsin does 10 30 in the morning matter yeah is it matter
1: I think after 10 you're good Depends on how early you wake up right <laughs> is that the rule 10 what time <laughs> yeah. do, what time does the brewery open Noon. So, okay. oh, see, yeah. we're
0: ready. So, by the time we finish this, we'll head over. Get to everything the all wrapped up. Get a couple things done. We can get a beer. Yeah, yeah I like be, it. I'll be there because <laughs> I'm always there. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, before we get into the whole Zymergy thing, I guess we have to again. We just make fun of ourselves with the with the generic first question that gets the conversation rolling for the next half hours. Like, you know, who you are, where you came from, and how you kind of ended up uh, here in Menominee.
2: So my name is John Christensen, and I'm from New Berlin, Wisconsin, oh, so yeah. from Milwaukee area. Um, I started brewing before I was 21, so like I was like 18, 19, pretty much getting the ingredients to make beer because I could not buy beer. Right. And then so that... it was
0: just, were you just home brewing then? Yep, just
2: homebrewing, yeah, yeah. And then, obviously, kind of like other hobbies, it just got out of hand and turned into a profession. Um in 2004 i lived in belgium for a little bit so i studied abroad working at a brewery there lived there i kind of uh, went along with marquette university even though i was going to uh, waukesha county technical college i like went with the class over there and that's really when the professional aspect started for sure and then fall of 2005 i went to siebel institute so i went to brewing school in chicago and in germany And then after that, I worked at Water Street Brewing Company in Delafield, Wisconsin, for a couple years. That would be like 2006 to 2008. And then I went to Las Vegas, went to Henderson, Nevada for two years, Uh, worked at Joseph James Brewing Company. And then I came to Menominee 10 years ago, almost 11 now. That'd be when Lucette opened. That'd be uh, October of 2010. And I was at Lucette for six, six and a half years. And then it took about two, two and a half years to get Zymergy off the ground and running after buying the building and renovating it and all that stuff.
1: So. Sure. So brewing beer has literally taken you around the world before landing in beautiful, beautiful. downtown yep. Menominee, yep. Wisconsin. It sure has, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So what was like, What was the first trip over to Belgium like? So like what, was the, what was the takeaways from that? It was, it was interesting because I was surrounded
2: by really smart Marquette kids and they were going to school over there. So they all had a different schedule than me. I kind of had the freedom to just go into work early, be done early. I didn't have classes; I just had job shadowing. So I was there for four months, and the first month was a lot of work. And then after that, uh, the language barrier—I didn't, couldn't really do much more at the brewery. So I kind of had free reign to like travel around, eat, drink, uh, go up to the Netherlands. We kind of like they, we had little vacations constantly over nice. there. Nice. Um, but just a lot of eating and drinking and tasting everything over there. Right. Uh, it was amazing for me. Um, I'm always amazed how much people like those kids partied and still got up and went to class every single day.
1: Uh, <laughs> That's <laughs> pretty amazing. Like the best study abroad experience I've ever heard. Yeah, right? else, they had to be jealous of you when these other students are going to class and oh, they say, great. "What are you doing?" And you're, oh, I'm gonna and I had go out to eat and go on a tour of this and drink some beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: I had credits to do still, so I was at WCDC and I just got to go along with them. So I had some credits I had to make up. Like, I did work, but it was not nearly as much work as I had to do.
0: So then when you went to brewing school, you said you went to Germany? Germ- uh, yes, so that was Germany?
2: spring of 2004. I was living in Belgium. Right. Um, then I uh, uh, enrolled in class fall of 2005. Okay. And that was in Chicago. So seven weeks in Chicago sure. uh, every day. So Monday through Friday, eight hours. A day I was just going to ask, what does
0: brewing school look like?
2: It's basically every day is split up into you have a teacher that specializes in yeast so our teacher was from uh england came over that's all he does is teach yeast and so for what? three Good days job. for yeah for three days straight we just learned about yeast so it's it's i'm not the smartest person especially when it comes to science so that was the most difficult part was yeah. just going and then water chemistry uh hops malt pretty much everything business to business pretty much every aspect of it and then in germany Uh, there's a lot more microbiology. We were looking under the microscope there for things that can spoil beer. And then the last two weeks we were put on a bus and just traveled from Munich to, through Czech Republic and then up through Belgium, did like a big circle. And that was awesome. You're in a bus with people from, uh, that brewing school has people from all over the world. So it was kind of chaotic, you know, every night you're like, we have 10 days left let's go out and drink and then you have uh, me you Don't know a presentation at eight in the morning and <laughs> <laughs> everyone looks terrible
1: but so that that was awesome that was a good experience uh but very it was difficult for sure yeah it's just a lot of work so before answering that question my image in my head was you in a chemistry lab wearing a lab coat drinking beer and now I feel like that's somewhat validated, only a little bit more work.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No lab coat. <laughs> no lab coat. <laughs> no lab coat. Beer, though, for sure. Ah, yeah, beer. Yeah. They're good with drinking in the morning over there. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> did your, and I'm assuming, and we want to talk a lot more about your beer over there, but did your travels to Belgium kind of then come full circle and now influence some of your beers over at zymergy and some of your brewing to this day
2: yeah yeah for sure yeah i definitely have uh, an affinity for belgian beers sour beers um not everything is belgium over there but i like to have the german weiss beers so i like to always have german weiss beers belgian beers uh and then only went to england once but i'm a big fan of english beers as well so i'd like to have a few like we have sherlock english mild on tap but definitely living over there has influenced that for sure yeah
0: that would only make sense. So then why, uh, so then, you know, you're bouncing back and forth and so you take the job over in Vegas for a couple of years. Uh, What, what, what prompted you to do that? Um,
2: I was looking for a job in the Midwest and just really couldn't find anything that I wanted. And it was a brand new startup and the pay was pretty decent. And, uh, we just figured me and my ex-wife figured we'd live down there for a couple of years, try it out. Um, it's, it's kind of weird to be in Vegas for more than, a week, right? Yeah, <laughs> I we were there for the, two years. <laughs> because it was, was it like, yeah, it was right in Vegas then? It's right in Henderson, so suburb, oh, okay. yeah, like southeast. Um sure. And as a brewer, it was hard because the water quality is really bad down there. It's very chlorinated, super high pH. It's all uh, it's a desert. It's all from the Colorado River, right by the dam there. So it's like that's a challenge. Um, and then yeah, the the bars don't close. That's also weird. Um, and there's just a lot of zombies down there. I didn't. I don't gamble at all. So. I didn't have any problem with that, but just a lot of people just gambling all day and night. Uh, but we met some good people. It's a crossroads, so I only actually met maybe one person born and raised in Vegas. Everyone else is from New York or of course California. Right. So met a lot of good people that we're still friends with. Yeah. But uh, after two years, we were looking for a job anywhere in the Midwest, and my sister lives in Minnesota, so that's kind of why Menominee popped up on the list. So
0: sure, and so. then and then from there to sorry. If it, Oh, was I was just past say it's a
1: the polar opposite change. It was yeah. Las Vegas, to <laughs> yeah.
2: it was a huge difference. Yeah, it was pretty wild, but it was nice. Like we had enough of that yeah. kind of life going on, and also like it's probably 112 there today, uh, <laughs> right? It's, it's no, air no, conditioned no, land, and even today also. I
0: walked outside eight in the morning. I'm like, holy, yeah, heck, it's, it's, it's hot be, out here today.
1: here today, and we're it's so complaining that it's hot. Uh-huh.
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it was fun, but. Yeah. Yeah, it was a huge transition coming from there to here, for sure. Yeah, yeah
0: was there a big transition going? So Lucette, is, like you said, it opened in, what, 2010, 2011? Yep. Still open here. Um, yep. Pretty big destination here in Menominee, Lucette. Great pizza, good mm-hmm. beer, great location. Yeah. Um, one of the places in Menominee, um, you know, especially being the only brewery that was here. Um, mm-hmm. Until the last couple of years, um, when John opened Zimer, we did have Das Brew House. Oh yeah, we oh, had Das yeah. Brew House for yeah. a while there. Yep, yep, yep. that's right. Um, yep, so yeah, yep. so we had that small little brew pub kind of that it was. Yep, yep, German um, brew pub. Yep, yeah. German. Yeah, that's right. I used to go in there once in a while. Yeah, yeah, the beer was pretty good. Um, so then you worked there. How was how was that? How was it going from Vegas to there? It was good. It was.
2: Um, you have to remember, in the beginning, there was no, there wasn't even an extra building. There was a storage building, and then the brew house, and they weren't even attached. So, we just did beer for off sale. So, bars, uh, liquor stores. Um, and then I think finally, after a year or two, we did growler sales. So, like Wednesdays for two hours. That's right. I used growlers, to do that yeah. too. And that was, that was easy. I at forgot nights. all about that. Yeah. yeah. I used to take my growler I think, there. I don't even know if we were canning. It might have just been kegs at that point. Yeah. Uh, and then, so that happened for a while. And then I've always wanted to open my own place. So, the, yeah, 2016, as soon as they did the addition, uh, and added the food and stuff like that And I know Christian was coming in So I worked with the new brewer for a couple months Transitioning him in there uh, But the goal is always to open my own place too So
0: Isn't that kind of every brewer's thing?
2: Uh, you would think? <laughs> I, I, I mean, was just talking to Christian, the brewer at Lucet right now. He's like, I'll, I'll never open my own brewery. Oh, really? It's a lot of work, yeah. yeah oh, That's I'm a whole sure different,
1: If you want to... I mean, and I feel that this is the same in any industry. If you're working in the field, is completely different than owning the brewery. And now you have to not only just brew the beer, but you have to do the books. And you have to make yep. sure that the doors are open. And yep, in the middle yep. of the night, when a window breaks, you have to get up out of bed and go down and deal with it. When uh-huh. Chief, our last guest, calls you and says, hey... Your building's being broken into right now. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I definitely understand that being the owning the business is a lot different than solely oh, sure, brewing yeah. beer. But you do it all. You do both. Yep. I mean, yep. You are the head. Brewer. I brew everything. Yep. Yep.
2: Yeah. Uh, one of our bartenders, Houston, he keg washes with me and does some cleaning and canning. He's canning right now. Otherwise, I do everything pretty much in the brew house. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, there's some brewers out there that just want shift jobs, you know, clock in, eight hours, clock out. And yeah, I get it. Those are nice, too. But, yeah, it's a it's a challenge. But, real a lot of it's just, yeah, the whole taproom aspect of it. And, obviously, the last year, get, now that we're, you know, we'll say past that, sure. it's pretty nice, too, because that was a challenge for sure. Yeah. Right.
0: So when uh, what was the first big uh, What was the big transition into opening your own? Was it the building coming available oh, pretty much? Or? Yeah, the yeah. building
2: for sure. Yeah, it's an old garage. Um very drafty, so the real the real thing, well, we didn't have AC in there either, so the first year was hot and nasty, and then if we ever try to keep it warm, it's just, you see dollar bills imaginarily flying out the windows, because there's three huge bay doors, um, and then we replaced all the concrete, so it actually smelled like brake dust and oil, and so we had to get rid of all the concrete to get that out of there, and it was all uneven, you know, so there's that, and then just, uh, we built our own walk-in cooler. That was a huge challenge. So it's just a lot of projects that all of them ended up being slightly more than you think you're gonna spend. Which is kinda how that always happens, you know.
0: Well, of course. <laughs>
1: yeah. And for our audience, those listeners out there that don't know where you are, you are kind of off Main Street on the east end of downtown. So if you go through Correct. downtown on Main Street before you before you'd hit the co op and love church over there yep. and yeah it used to be an old garage and i mean how long was that an operating garage it was it's an older quite, building right quite a while the that, original parts 50s yep i yeah. think it's like
2: 54 56 something and then like they did they made uh, they made it bigger in the back and they added the where the brew house is is the old car wash they added that in like the 80s early 80s or something like that so yeah uh, that, that was a and garage for as long the best as thing for us is the big parking lot that was a big sale we have a huge parking lot so that helps a lot for sure. Yeah, that's a big.
0: That's one of my favorite parts about Zymergy, um Of course, outside the beer is that you guys have great space. You know, you have yeah. a good parking lot. You guys did the work. Uh, what I think last was it last summer you put the outdoor seating and such in, which was really yep. good. Perfect yeah. time to do that during a pandemic when yeah, you know, couldn't have anybody inside anyway. Yeah. Um, and then you know that opens you know so many doors for you know getting food trucks out there. Plus the inside's also quite big too. So I mean yeah. you know that's. That's a big sell.
2: Yeah, we've got enough space to where we've done uh, a couple fundrais- fundraisers for billiard tournaments. And we've we can fit three pool tables in there, and we could even fit another
1: one. So yeah, we have like a lot of space. Yeah, it is a great venue for it, and I know we've hosted our annual meeting over there, utilizing your indoor space because it's in the middle of February. But even last year in the pandemic. When did we do it? It was later, but we were able to utilize yeah. your outdoor space even in the winter with heaters and stuff and stay yeah, socially distant. Yeah, that worked out. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like that was one of those things that as a mess of what 2020 was we did take some good things away and one of the great things that we took out of 2020 was outdoor seating at zymer g yep. Yay. yeah yeah, yeah. Hooray. yeah you've done a great job with that building it's really cool in there Thanks, yeah, yeah great big... tap room to come and enjoy beer yeah it's a lot of chelsea too
2: chelsea's uh, my girlfriend and she does a lot of the behind the scenes stuff as well as like the floor she decided how, like all that the color schemes and stuff like that and so she's helped quite a
0: bit too yeah so I guess then we have to ask, I mean, I know you've talked about some of the beers you have on tap. Um, you have to talk a little bit more about some of the beers that you have uh, available. Yeah.
2: yeah, so flagship, uh, so we have a lot of big beers. <laughs> yes, which we, is my favorite. We actually have 17 taps, which is a lot. Um, usually there's always a ginger ale on tap, uh, sometimes specialty. So we'll try to have one or two non-alcoholic. We do have seltzer. We have lemon seltzer and a flavored seltzer usually um sherlock uh named after my cat i have for 17 years rest in peace uh is a light english mild with uh, lactose in it so like slight sweetness um we just made that beer again that's going to be gluten-free from here on out as oh, well perfect. um otherwise like a lot of our flagships we got Fluffhead honey hefeweizen with some local honey in it uh german weiss we have a german dunkel weiss uh we have a toast we have brown ale uh toast and we have Bauble Pale Ale just came back. Um, we finally made an IPA after not making an IPA for two and a half years. Uh, were are getting, not... getting hate mail for not having <laughs> yeah. an IPA I'm on i just time? getting a lot of questions every day uh, for an <laughs> IPA. I'm like, and what's the IPA you have? And Everybody up here, you I, go to the liquor stores here and it's all IPAs. They love oh, them. Yeah. Rhode and, in Wisconsin loves them. I like them if they're balanced. And I did make a Belgium IPA, so kind of like I put my twist on it. So it's a little drier with wheat. Um, so we do that. That's a... Uh, Pukwudgie, that's the most recent one. But uh, a beer I made in Vegas, too. It used to be called Desert Dawn. There's still some bottles of that out there. Uh, A big English barley wine. So I've always loved English barley wine. So we call that Talisman now. Um, We just released that in bottles. We'll probably still have that uh, by the time this podcast comes out. We have regular Talisman and barrel-aged Talisman. So it was in an Elijah Craig barrel uh, for 14 months. Right now we have nine or ten oak barrels filled. So we really do try to have a barrel-aged beer on
0: tap. Yeah, if you ever walk into Zymer's you can see the barrels just sitting there. Yep, and yep, then, yeah. Then just see the date and like ask John how long it's going to be sitting there until you get to deliciously right drink it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's cool, too. You're talking about all your beers, and you'd mentioned one that you had that has uh, local honey, and then I know that you have another beer that has uh, local maple syrup that is actually sourced from a maple syrup farm out west of town here that, Derek Trainer, one of our downtown Menominee board members. Oh yes, is yep. Trainer Maple Syrup? It's he and his family. He's yeah. part of the Jerry Trainer who I was talking to. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And I think that's Derek's uncle, something like that. Yeah, somebody out there. Like they have yeah. a big family. They I've have a big family a maple of maple syrup folks. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh,
2: um, and then Afternoon Joe, I forget, too. That's uh, a coffee from Downsville. Yeah, I was just going to – I love that Afternoon Joe. So that's Joe, like a light-colored coffee beer, which I forgot to mention. That's probably one of our biggest sellers and cans to go that,
1: for sure. Oh, really? That is a good – it's a unique one because when you think of like a coffee-flavored beer, you generally think of a heavier, a darker stout, and it's lighter. Yeah. But it still has that kind of aftertaste of coffee if I was going to bring a beer, I should have brought that one. Yeah, right. see, look at that. <laughs> that good morning, I was morning the, one, here. Too. Oh, I was morning, the one getting
0: all that in in the morning, <laughs> and he has a coffee beer on tap. That's really popular. What am I? What are oh, we doing? Man, uh, Somebody man. dropped the ball. Today. So I have a, I'm <laughs> kind of a fun question, and I, I, it's probably hard to answer. So as you say, you like you, you like, you're like um, you know, certain types of beers. You know, and like you said, you hadn't had an IPA for two and a half years. I'm sure there's beers that you either make or you put on tap that aren't your favorites, you know, because yeah. you don't need to like everything, you know. You just don't it, like every type is, of beer out there. It has to sell, and primarily. it has to sell. Yeah, so yeah. if it sells, and you're like, okay, this beer's fine, but of course, you don't tell anybody that because it's always the best <laughs> beer because you made it. So what's a type of beer that out there is just just not your thing? Like, maybe I'm sure you drink them all. I do too. I mean, there's almost no beer I don't, I won't yeah, drink. That's a tough. But one. what's a what, what's one where you just like if you had to put in a list. Like, you know, favorite all the way down to just, just one. Like, if, if I had to go the rest of my life without drinking, it just wouldn't hurt me. Is there like a style like of beer? For or? me, yeah, a
2: blonde ale. And that's only because I like Pilsner's and like beers that are just a little crisper and cleaner than that. And blonde ales are just kind of boring to me. Like, our English, Sherlock English mild is kind of close to a blonde ale. Sure. But giving it lactose, giving it a little sweetness, kind of at least makes it a little interesting. I could probably go the rest of my life without drinking a blonde ale. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And I did make Farmer's Daughter, which is a blonde ale, but <laughs> it has spices in it, so that's kind right. of what made it not boring as well. Well, so, is that, I
0: was just going to say, it's probably what you do, right? You take the, like, couple that you don't, like, beers that you're like, oh, okay, I've got to make a, some some sort of a blonde ale on tap. So yeah. how can I make it so it's not, not what just I Not just boring, dislike, right? yeah.
2: And we do have a few with, uh, with Sherlock Fluffhead and Zeitgeist Pilsner is going to be back. That's a permanent collaboration between Nonick and us. Uh, that people drank way too quick, so we ran out of it. Um, we have, like, a few light beers, too, so, like, I wouldn't need any more light beers anyways, so I'm happy with those styles, yeah.
1: On the flip side of that question, if you could only brew and drink one beer Ugh. for the rest of your life, what would that <laughs> the one be? The tough question.
2: It would probably be, like, a Belgian sour or something like that. It's okay. a classic, like, if you're stuck on an island, right, Right. For the rest right. Of your yep. Life. Yep. you have one beer to drink. It would probably be some type of Belgian sour or something like that, yeah. Or a or German Weiss beer, if it's a hot island. It's, it's a <laughs> thirst-quenching beer, yeah, you know? Now we're
0: getting to the temperature of the
1: island now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Something thirst-quenching, yeah. <laughs> and you had mentioned uh, briefly there, Nonic, and I think you have some other beers that are collaboratives with other breweries, other breweries in Menominee and other breweries around the state. Because I know that my probably favorite beer that you have over there is that one that you had canned... Uh, the Mexicali? The Tide, yeah, the Mexicali. Well, that thing yep. is and delicious. That's, correct, yeah. was a... Uh, combination of several breweries and a, a chef yes yes yeah, so, you had told me the story about it and- yeah
2: me being from Milwaukee my good friend Matt Abrahamian is the brewer at Fermentorium and that's in Glendale I think they have two locations but that's in Glendale and his brother who is in my grade Justin Abrahamian owns Sanford's which is a five-star restaurant in Milwaukee so we kind of did a try collaboration um mostly over the phone because that was last year um And it was a mole stout, Um, so there was like 12 ingredients in the beer that weren't beer-like. What were some of them? Sesame seeds, honey, corn husk, uh, like charred corn husk, uh, coriander, uh, cinnamon uh five other things uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, a tahini too sesame seeds and sesame paste yeah um and so that was really good I think the co-op has one or two four packs left right now Uh-oh. which is probably good well we've been out of that for a little bit but that was a fun collaboration um me and Ryan made a uh, good foot if Ryan, you remember that Ryan is the Ryan Verdin master from...
0: at Brewery Nanak also here in Manami that opened within like a month of Synergy opening.
2: Yep, yep, just like a month or two after us. Um, and we opened December 1st, 2018. Yep, um, We did Goodfoot, which is another like 9% Belgium golden beer. And that was good. That got drank real quick. So that's a good collaboration. Me and Ryan are going to be making a smoked lager coming up soon too with the lager yeast we have for Zeitgeist that we brewed. So that sounds
0: delicious. It will be. I love anything with smoke in it. If yeah, it. that will be nice. Beers.
1: Yeah, I'm always impressed with your your and Ryan's... I guess you would say rivalry and friendship. It seems to work out very well, even though you two both opened basically competing businesses right at the same time, but I feel like they work really well together, and it's been a huge uh, benefit and a great thing for Menominee to have both of you guys come in. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, all three of us. As soon as there's more than one brewery, people are going to get off the freeway and visit more often. It and becomes Saturdays a destination. Too, yeah, Saturdays we always hear we're going to Nanak or Lucet, or we came from there, so... Yeah,
0: I tell people that all the time. I was even just having this discussion uh, the other day with someone. I said you were coming on the podcast, and um, I was like, I remember telling people when I heard you and Ryan were both opening these two new breweries, I'm like, this just made it a thing. Like, Me and my wife will pick where we stay if we're going on a road trip or something based off the breweries that are there. That's almost like the first thing we look up because there's always going to be somewhere that's good food. I mean, the town yeah. doesn't have one spot that has good food, yeah. so we'll go there. But, yeah, if, if, if I know a place that has two breweries that are within, you know, 0. .9 miles of each other, yeah. I can hit up both in a couple hours and then go back to the hotel. And we have our I'm different styles. There. All three of us have our own styles, yeah, for sure. They're all very you know? different, but all And the places good. all and, and the locations are all very different, too. Yeah. That's another big sell is through sets like the sit-down-eat-pizza place, Ryan's got like the very, you know, the, the old depot for brewery nonic, which he is. He needs just to go a, with that train theme. Yeah, the a train. train. They need a train. They need a trolley. Choo choo porter, Ryan. <laughs> to give Make Ryan it. a train for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> choo <Choo-choo> choo <laughs> yeah. porter, Ryan. Is that something you've told him for a couple of years now? Yeah, like, oh yeah. Just, just embrace the train a do little it, bit. Just, do just do a little it, bit. Yeah. And then you got Zymergy that's <laughs> like, you know, like I said, this open floor. Like, you know bigger hangout yep. spot you know? yeah, it's like the yeah. hangout brewery that's what i always tell people and, and having
1: these different breweries one thing that it allowed downtown menominee to do that was cool we didn't get to do it last year but in 2019 we did the first historic uh beer tour and that was a great event that started at brewery non or started at Zymergy and mm-hmm. ended at brewery nonic yeah, uh, yeah and we got good unique beers talked a lot about the beers and then dustin and melissa neeland who's the director of the historical society gave a really cool tour of Menominee and talked about the history of Menominee and the beer that's here. So that is a fun event that we're going to do again this yeah. fall. Yeah, in look forward it in October. October, yeah. Cool. I don't remember the exact date, but it's on our website. Yeah.
0: And speaking of, I mean, Zymergy, you know, is, a like I said, a hangout place. So, like, what is some of the stuff you have coming up? What are some of the things you guys do that's entertainment? If people go on Facebook and like you, what can they – yeah, what so can they see? we used to have a lot
2: more live music. We're bringing that back a little bit. Um, every Wednesday we've been doing Trivia, which we started that maybe, oh, eight weeks ago, and that has been getting like more and more popular every week. So I think we're going to keep Trivia going on throughout the summer. Uh, every Thursday with uh, Greg Manning, um, and his uh, little band name is The Save Trade. He does open mic on Thursday, so around 7 o'clock till about 10 o'clock, um, you can pretty much you can sing you can play you can tell jokes you can do whatever you want open mic's been pretty popular um dustin Zy Murder fest is coming up uh that's a big august 7th uh, Zy Murder fest is happening Yeah, that's a so, plug for both john and i we're, yeah. we're,
0: we're uh, we we do death metal music at the zymer at zymergy before pandemic so yes yes uh, august 7th come on down if you're into extremely loud music. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, the only, Dustin's it's the only place in Monomity you can get it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's the only
2: it's place. It's awesome. It's the, we, we do a lot of, uh, singer songwriter stuff, bluegrass stuff. And the death metal people are like the friendliest ever. They It's awesome. And the merch, the merchandise is hilarious and awesome, too. Um, but, yeah, that's a really fun event, and that's yeah. kind of right around my birthday, so I'll be celebrating my birthday for that as well. So, I mean, really, if you don't
1: like the music, come down for John's birthday. It really yeah. spans the spectrum. Singer, songwriter, bluegrass, and death metal. Yeah. Yep. We do it all. We do it all. <laughs> do it all.
0: <laughs> we'll make a special beer for that I was well just going to say that. That. that was the one thing I was going to bring up. You do for, like, some of your events, you'll do special beers, which is one thing you and Brewing are both very good at, yep. is, like, yep. putting only these special beers or doing things for – Nonprofits or charities or stuff—you guys do specific things for that. Yep. Uh, that beer you make for the metal shows, um, which you've done a few times, yeah. is an extremely good. Like yeah, I right? Call that uh, Wizard
2: Robe. Yeah, because um, my friend will be wearing his homemade Wizard Robe for the show too. But uh, <laughs> so it's like a black ale where it, it's a, its it only has a little bit yep. of dark malt to make it dark, black. But it's not too roasty or anything. It like drinks really easy. No, you easy can yet.
0: drink it really easy. for and It's like 6.5% or something like yep.
2: that. Uh, yeah, yeah, 6.5%, yeah. 7 I'll, uh, I, mean, I haven't made it yet. I'll probably make it in a week or two, so it's finished by that time. And then usually have some kind of red-colored ginger ale or seltzer or something like that that looks like blood. <laughs> uh, I think we did call it Dragon's Blood last time, so we'll have something like that as well. Um, what else? We have uh, bottle releases coming up a bunch. Uh, another collaboration with Swinging Bridge and River Falls. We have a 10.5% Rice crispy Peanut Butter Chocolate beer coming off called Piff Paff Poof, which is Danish for Snap Crackle Pop. So we Danish have that beer. Snap crackle pop. Yeah. The
1: names of your beers. I, I always <laughs> wonder, like, how do you, you just throw words at the wall and see what sticks? How do you come up with some of these Pretty, uh, crazy names? Half
2: of them are song names. Okay. So a lot of Grateful Dead and Fish influences in that for sure. Otherwise, I'm actually not good at coming up with beer names. I just wikipedia is, so, uh, well, is,
0: is that something that like, affects you sometimes? If you have a new beer, you're like, oh, now I have to name this thing? That's
2: why Maple is just called Maple Weiss. Because <laughs> I had no clue what to call it. Everyone's like, we're releasing it tomorrow, so let's just do
1: it. <laughs> Along the same lines as coming up with beer names, Zymergy. So this is, when we talked about this before we started the talking on the podcast here this morning, that's something that people always ask is, A, they can never pronounce it right, because whether it's Zymergy or Zimmergy or any of a million other things- what is the correct pronunciation, and where did that name come from? Where do, how did you name your brewery? Zymergy is how you would pronounce
2: it. It is the last word in the dictionary. Uh, it's the study of fermentation. So anything, beer, wine, hot sauce. The original goal, and we still might be doing this, uh, maybe in the winter when things slow down, is to have fermented foods as well, such as fermented hot sauce and barrel-aged fermented hot sauce. So that's something that we do at the house. We do kombucha at the house. We had kombucha for a little bit. We took that off tap. Um, so, and it's a silly word. Uh, if you're into brewing or home brewing, it's uh, the popular, like the most popular beer magazine, Zymergy Brewing. So, if you're in the beer industry, you kind of know that word. Um, and if you're not, it's just people always ask. And yeah. everyone says it. It's a conversation. You can't setter. say it wrong. But there's a lot of Zymergy. Zymergy.
0: <laughs> it almost <laughs> helps people remember it. Yeah, because well, people will ask. It's not just a I remember brand. when you, I remember when you guys first opened. I had multiple people go like, "Why would they call it that?" I'm like, "But you remember it because you're yeah. trying to figure it out, right?" It works. Yeah, oh, when perfect.
2: we when we thought of it at first, I was like, "I don't know. That's a weird one." Uh, like, yeah, we have Zymergy Puckwudgy. It's a name <laughs> like that sounds made up. It pretty much is, but <laughs> <laughs> we like it.
0: So, well, so I know we're kind of getting uh, close to the end here, and we did a great job of covering Zymergy and all the beers and stuff. But I, we uh, you know. People know you as uh, John the Brewer. He even has his own little nickname, which is what's stuck with him for a while. Um, we, uh, what are some of the fun things you do outside of the brewery when you're not sitting there uh, making beer? I know the big one is uh, uh, frisbee golf. I know you're big, yeah. big into it. Disc
2: golf is probably what Disc I do golf. with my free time. Yeah, frisbee golf's fine too. Does yeah. that work? Golf. I don't. <laughs> for all, yeah, all, all things, is that like dead <laughs> now? can't. You call it that dead now? Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Good <laughs> not to know. that I care, but yeah, I do that. I play leagues and uh madgo um menominee area disc golf organization i'm um, a part of that i sit in on the meetings to find out we have five courses in town if you include pioneers so there's a lot of local people that like keep the course maintained as well as the city uh, mowing the grass stuff like
1: that so it is we that's crazy we have five is that are there a lot of other communities that have five disc golf courses not, or not this
2: small usually yeah um but the middle school has one so there's a lot of times in small cities where the a school will have nine or twelve holes, but that's a mm-hmm. full eighteen hole, nice course. Uh, the Brickyard, um, you got Wakanda.
0: Phelan Park has them now.
2: Phelan now does too. Yep, that's more of an approachable one for sure. And then, and then Wakanda, and then Pioneer. Yeah, yeah Wakanda's the
0: the, the the diehard one, right? Is that where everyone goes? That's, that's just that's the
2: one that plays more like a eighteen hole, like golf course where there's like some tight woods. There's out in the open. Um, you could if you go in the lake, that's not good. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah? Who would have thought? Yeah, who would have There's thought? There's probably a um, lot of discs out in that lake. Yeah, yeah. You can go swimming for them. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, but, yeah, I do I do a lot of that. Honestly, going to shows is usually what I do. So, we'll be going to, like, Blue Ox, uh, Bluegrass Fest. I usually try to go to a lot of festivals. In all honesty, I really don't see death metal very often.
0: <laughs> only at Zymergy. That's why we Yeah, that. only at
2: Zymergy. Um, so, that, obviously, I'm kind of hoping this winter to go see some more live music, too, and stuff like that. So, yeah. What else? Eating. Well, eating is always good. Yeah, it's eating
0: everybody's and drinking, favorite. Both, good scotch. All right. Good scotch is nice. Yep. Well, sp- well speaking of eating, uh, we end every podcast uh, with the same two questions. Uh, Becca has one and I have one. Um, as, as good looking as Jeff is, he's not Becca sitting next to me. You know? I know her question but now, you want the, to, last, let, the last one I was it. not. All right, you, you can do Becca's question. We'll, we'll allow it.
1: So Becca's question is, mm-hmm. what is your last and favorite Meal. What's the best food that you've eaten recently? Whether that's something that you've cooked at home or eaten out at a restaurant. I just
2: had a breakfast burrito from the co-op, and they're pretty awesome. It's so big, I good. I don't is, know if is that, that is that cheap plug. Becca cheap. works at the co-op, <laughs> yeah, exactly, and it's it's right by the brewery. So uh, that, I those know if,
0: I will admit those breakfast burritos over there. I don't know what is it. It is about, it's amazing, but they are the greatest breakfast.
2: And if burrito. you want them done well, you get the cold one, and then you put it in your toaster oven, and that's how that's, Ooh, that's the best way to do it. But like my last meal, oh man. That's, I would probably do a donor kebab, which is like a European version of a uh, of, uh, Greek, uh, what do you call it? Like
0: a Euro? Euro? Yeah. It's okay. a, yeah,
2: yeah, with awesome sauces. Uh, over in Belgium, we ate that quite a lot. It's so like that with a good Belgian beer. That'd be fine. Perfect pairing. Yeah. Flip this to that, yeah. Now I'm getting hungry.
1: Yeah, and I know. Honestly. Now that we're getting towards the lunchtime, like we said. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, all right, last question then for me is uh, what's your, I'm a big movie guy, so what's your favorite movie? Which always gets the eye roll. So I always just tell people, "What's the first one that pops into your head?" I
2: fall asleep a lot to movies. Um, <laughs> let's throw UHF out there with Weird Al Yankovic. Oh wow! Let's put that out. You're there. going really. That's deep cut. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's hilarious. I haven't watched yeah. that since I was a kid. Oh, yeah, that's an old one. It's hilarious. Yeah, it holds up. Does it? Hold Does up? it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kramer's in it before he's even like Kramer. Really? Seinfeld. Before yeah. sin- Oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, now Every, i everyone will give it a watch. Everyone watch UHF. UHF. Awesome. UHF. I'm gonna
0: rewatch it. Yeah. I probably would say I remember having the VHS as a kid. Yeah. But I couldn't tell you the last time I probably
2: watched it. I think it. it's on one of the
0: streaming things. All right. Well, I believe, now yeah. i got to watch
1: it. of course it is. We'll find it. You can download it. Everyone watch
0: UHF. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. uh, before we head out here, uh, last plug, what's your hours at Zymergy? Uh, where, and when people come and get come So we're over? open
2: Wednesday through Sunday. Wednesday is 3 to 10. Wednesday and Thursday are 3 to 10. Friday and Saturday are noon to 10. And if we have events, uh, sometimes it goes a little later than 10 um and then sunday is 3 to 8. And stuff's going on
0: usually every day. Awesome. Well, thanks John for being here.
1: Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been a super great fun. conversation talking yeah. about beer. Thanks for having me. appreciate him. it.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Jeff, for co-hosting with me for these two episodes. I'm assuming, Becca, hopefully, we'll be back for the next one. Um, maybe you'll hear. Maybe the, the folks will hear your beautiful voice again sometime in the we future. We
1: shall see. I'm happy to be here and happy to cover down when, when you need me. So,
0: <laughs> Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to uh, another episode of the Downtown Menom Podcast. We appreciate it. Find us wherever uh, and subscribe um, whenever you can. And uh, like Downtown Menominee's, uh Facebook page and follow what we're doing over here. Uh, so we appreciate it. So thanks. Thank you.